0: to No Ordinary Ordinary Women, Women. the podcast where two ordinary broads chat about unordinary women, the good, the bad, and the bad shit crazy. Hi, Rose.
1: Hey, Lynn. What you doing? We're in our new space.
0: We're in our studio. Does it sound good? I think it sounds good. I, I like it. think it sounds
1: much better. So it's a
0: very... Rose had no idea what it looked like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was... <laughs> and it's quite
0: literally uh, probably smaller than most walk-in closets, wouldn't you think?
1: Yeah, it's yeah. definitely smaller than mine.
0: Um, and Um But it was originally used as a studio. The people who um, owned the house before my sister um, were musicians. 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 And they used it as a studio. And so... Um, they took down all the foam or whatever they had on the walls and um, took it with them. So we got some panels up, and I think it sounds good. So I'm I'm really excited to hear it um, once we yeah, once Rose does seven that. hours of editing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so can't wait. Um, Just a little information. I did change our Facebook page. Um, I just want to let everyone know, too, I'm not going to be huge on Facebook. I am uh, just not a huge fan of Facebook. I'd rather do Instagram and I'm learning how to do Twitter. But I did change our, it was a profile and I changed it to a page, which is what you're supposed to do for a business. So look us up. Give us a follow and a like and all that fun stuff, and I'll be posting things on there um, gradually. So, just wanted to give you a heads up. So tonight we're drinking. I made real Moscow Mules for Rose because she hasn't had one before. They're really good. They're I didn't think yummy. I would like them. It's amazing when you make a drink and you actually use the correct measurements. How good it tastes! I'm just so used to it tasting so strong because so I'm like a heavy pourer. But I did. I made like I made it correctly because oh, wow. we're not trying to get shit faced because we both have to drive home.
1: Yeah, and it's a later <laughs> episode than normal. Yeah. Really late for me at 7.35. Yeah, I know. The, I,
0: honestly, I almost wore my pajamas because <laughs> my sister doesn't care. I wouldn't
1: blame you. I was like, oh. That will happen at some point.
0: Yes, for sure. So I'm going to go first today, and I am going to talk about Eileen Wuornos. Um Eileen had a few nicknames. One was called the dams- the damsel of death. Another, the hooker from hell. Oh, my God. <laughs> the boogie woman. Ugh. Oh, And the Florida Highway Killer, which is I think she's most known as.
1: She a serial killer?
0: She is a serial killer. Or she was. Uh, I just gave away the end. Oh, can't do it anymore. Good.
1: Bye. <laughs> well, that was fun. <laughs> was
0: born on February 29th in 1956 as a, as Eileen Carol Pittman in Rochester, Michi- Michigan. Uh, but she grew up in the nearby town of Troy, which is about 24, uh, 24 miles northwest of Detroit. Her mother, Diane, was born in 1939, was 14 years old when she married... Eileen's father. How old was he? He was 18 years old. Um, So that's not so, so bad. Still gross. Still gross. Yeah. His name was Leo Dale Pittman. Oh, they got married, I'm sorry, on June 3rd, 1954. On March 14th, 1955, Diane, Eileen's mother, gave birth to her older brother, Keith. After less than two years of marriage and two months before a- Eileen was born, Diane filed, filed for divorce. So one of the things I, 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 I think is, I, I'm going to ask a question here, and I want you to think about it as I'm reading. Okay. So do you think she was, once you get all the information I give you, was she born a criminal or was she made a criminal? Okay. Okay. Her father was out of the picture before she was born. In nineteen sixty nine, her father, who was diagnosed with schizophrenia, hung himself while in prison for rape and child molestation.
1: Oh. Definitely made a criminal <laughs>
0: she, she was only <laughs> Tell two you my answer already. She, yeah, right. she was only two years old.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Okay. When she was six months old, she and her brother were abandoned by their teenage mother, who was a Finnish immigrant. They were left to be raised by her grandparents. There's contradicting information about whether it was her paternal or maternal grandparents. So um, I think it was her paternal, but it, there's contradicting evidence okay. about. It was alleged that her grandmother was an alcoholic and died from liver failure a year after her father committed suicide. She and her brother were left to be raised by their very violent grandfather. Eileen claimed that her grandfather would make her strip naked before beating and sexually assaulting her. Oh, my God. I know. It's so sad. (laughs) Additionally, she claims to have had sexual relationship with her brother, Keith.
1: Oh, my God. Lynn, what the...
0: I, I don't know, Rose. It's just absolutely sad. I mean, this poor girl. I mean, she... I feel like she wasn't given a chance to have any kind of healthy life, right? She became pregnant at age 14 after being raped by her grandfather's friend and dropped out of school. She gave birth to a son in a house for in a house for unwed mothers. Soon after the birth of her son, her grandfather forced her out of their home and she lived in a near in nearby woods, forcing her to give the baby up for adoption. After the baby, she worked as a prostitute at the age of 15 and she was basically homeless into adulthood, hitchhiking and doing sex work to survive. Aileen, I'm sorry, Eileen noted being tortured. And humiliated by men in Florida while doing sex work, sometimes being brutally beaten, causing her to be a misandrist, which was a new word for me. A misandrist. What does that mean? Um, a misandrist is a person who dislikes, despises, or is strongly prejudiced against men. Oh. Yeah, that was a kind of – I was like a what, that what they call you? <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> um However, prostitution at the time was her only way of survival. She didn't have any skills yeah, because right. she was, you know, 15 years old. Yeah. And oh, what she, gonna do? Uh, she was arrested in 1970 for assault and disorderly contact conduct contact. She made her way to Florida and soon met an older wealthy yachtsman. Louis Gratz fell and married him in 1770. In, I'm sorry, 1776 in 1976. <laughs> um, she frequently left the home. She shared with Fell and mingled at a local dive bar where she often got into altercations. After being married for only nine weeks, he, her husband, got a restraining order against her. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Eileen had to go to Michigan to annul their marriage, which I'm like, why? Where was she? She was in Florida. And she met this man and she had to go to Michigan to...
1: That's really weird. Yeah.
0: So um, I I thought it was really strange. But I wanted to... So the reason she met him... And I had it in here, and somehow it didn't transfer over when I saved it in a different format. Um,
1: oh, you know what? The laws were probably different. In oh, maybe. it's probably like, easier to get a divorce. Maybe. Or cheaper.
0: Or faster or something or faster, like that. Yeah. yeah
1: um but I-
0: anyway she um so she went to florida and she was like ran into a group of kids partying on the beach or something and and she this woman like this young woman asked her if she had any place to stay or who where she lived or whatever and she said she didn't have any place to stay so she kind of took her in and this woman lived with her father who was a widow and they lived in this like and they were like very 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 wealthy and that oh, was nice that was um the man so she met him uh Louis gratz fell And she saw him and he was like old and like walked with a cane and she was like, saw a dollar sign. She's like, he's lonely. Yeah, I bet. And so she, you know, took advantage of the situation, even though she was only staying there because the woman opened her home to her. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Which is really sad. So after being married for only nine weeks, he got the restraining order and then she went to Michigan to annul the marriage, like I said. However, (laughs) this was funny. So one of the sources I use, lawlegum.com, says he declined the marriage. <laughs> I decline. I That's decline. That's what I did with my first marriage. Yeah, me too. <laughs> no me thanks. too. And my second one. <laughs> so he declined the marriage when she was arrested for another crime after they had only been married for nine weeks. Oh, wow. Fell later stated, her ex husband, Fell, uh, later stated that she often beat him with his own cane. Oh, no. It's so sad because he was like how really old, old. How old was
1: he? Um, you don't know. I, just I think he really was old. like
0: seventy or something well, like that. that seventy-four. Old.
1: That's old if you're in your twenties. Well, I mean, it's very old for her to be with, but it's not like he. I mean,
0: I don't know. The movie I, I watched
1: in a retirement community. So seventy-four for yeah, me is yeah, not that old. Young. Yeah, but that's
0: true. Um, we're
1: like, oh yeah, she was young. She was like eighty.
0: <laughs> God, it's so sad. Um, but yeah,
1: that that is old for a twenty-year-old.
0: Around the time she went back to Michigan, her brother died of esophageal cancer. Well, she's
1: a- probably happy about that. Yeah,
0: well she collected his $10,000 life insurance policy and brought and bought herself a luxury car. I wish they said what kind because I was dying to know, but I couldn't find it anywhere. That's so
1: funny. Like, do you, does she even have a house?
0: No! <laughs> she doesn't have a place to live and she bought a luxury car, which she crashed
1: oh, very quickly in a
0: DUI. She returned to Florida and started getting arrested for theft again. She briefly did time for an armed robbery in which she stole $35 and some cigarettes. Working as a prostitute again she was arrested in 1986 when one of her customers told police she had pulled a gun on him in the car and demanded money she continued a life of back-to-back crimes
1: i mean what else here we go (laughs) (laughs) she she really didn't know anything else you know i mean no well she i mean how is she going to survive no
0: absolutely i completely agree it's sad but i agree um so over the years she told police that she had sex with over two hundred thousand men oh my god 200,000. That's thousand—that's—that's a that's big number, Rose. I'm not judging her, but that's I'm saying like that's a big number. That's 50, like
1: 50,000 more than you. <laughs> You're
0: a dick. <laughs> Rose, <laughs> it's at least 75,000. <laughs> kidding, mom and dad. I'm kidding. Not even close to that number. Nowhere near that no, number. No,
1: it's only like 200.
0: Yeah. It's, yeah. It's,
1: <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> One ninety nine. <laughs> okay, so she had been—and this isn't funny though. She had been raped nine times and had been beaten up and manhandled, man, manhandled more times than she could remember. Eventually, she decided not to take it anymore. Cool girl. Uh huh. So a decade later, at the age of thirty, she met twenty-four-year-old Tyria Moore in Daytona, Florida. They quickly fell in love. So she decided. Maybe this is the way for me, right? You know? That's a woman. Well, she's yeah, she's she met a woman, she fell in love with her and she's like, "Well, why? Cuz men have always hurt right. her, right? Yeah. So I would why have been
1: not a lesbian at like 14?" Yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, their relationship started to crumble when Tyria found out that Eileen was killing men. Oh. I mean, it's so judgy. I know.
1: Like, God, do you love Tyria? her or not? Yeah.
0: Anyway, so Tyria Moore cooperated police and coerced a confession out of Eileen. The two had been living together and committed relationship for nearly five years at this point. Tyria said that Eileen's behavior was making her anxious.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why? What? What? Come on. Just give her some meds. She'll be all right. She'll be fine.
0: So now Tyria is known to be guarded about her reputation in public image she has since retreated from the limelight and is living a life as a private citizen according to certain sources she is presumed to be living in pennsylvania with her family so she she turned on eileen for she made a deal with the police so she wasn't charged so from 1989 to late 1990 while using several aliases eileen murdered at least six men with a gun along the highways of florida while working as a prostitute thus giving her the name the Florida Highway Killer. In mid-December 1989, the body of Richard Mallory was found in a junkyard with five more men's bodies to be discovered over the subsequent months. Oh, wow! Mallory's murder was followed by that of David Spears, who Warner shot six times in May of 1990 and left naked in the woods. That same month, she shot rodeo worker Charles Karskaden, Nine times and similarly dumped his corpse. Then on June 30th, that same situation happened to Peter Seams, a 65-year-old driving his 1988 Pontiac Sunbird from Florida to Arkansas. So she she killed him. Then she stole his car. And she and Tyria took the car and, like, went joyriding. Oh, really? Yeah. And so they were so authorities were able to track Warnos and more, Tyria, down by using fingerprints and palm left inside the car of Peter Seams. So
1: Tyria knew about her killing him?
0: Yeah. So she, yeah, she was in the car and they were like on a getaway and they like ended up crashing the car and left it. In a ditch where they crashed it. Right. And so then when she did that, they found their prints because she, would, Tyria didn't know that they were trying to, like, that they, they were on the lamb, kind of. She said she didn't. I think she probably oh, did. I but, don't know about that. Yeah. So, I mean, where
1: did she think she got the car? I don't know. Don't you just come across cars? Well, maybe uh, Eileen did. Eileen. She
0: does. Well, <laughs> she killed enough people to get cars.
1: Yeah, I'm sure she. And if she shot a guy in his car, wouldn't he? There be blood everywhere?
0: No, she... I don't think she shot him in the car. Oh, okay. Uh, she was arrested after she was lured out of a bar in Port Orange, Florida. So a little tidbit of information that that bar has a uh, has like a plaque somewhere in it talking about how they were the bar that was the last place oh, she was really? before she got arrested. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they love wow. it. Yeah, they love it. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> That's really weird. <laughs> Police tracked down more in Pennsylvania later after Aileen's arrest. A woman named Arlene Prale, a breeder of Tennessee Walking Horses, saw her photo in a newspaper and said, "The Lord called upon her, Rose." He oh, said, boy. "He said you need to adopt Eileen. So she did in November of 1991. She adopted her. She adopted her, even though she was. 20 or 30 ish. Um, so, as I said, Tyria struck a deal. And in early 1991, she provoked a phone conversation with Warnos, who took full and sole responsibility for the murders. So the trial started in January 16, January of 1992. The media went bonkers over the case, as you can imagine, as Warnos was considered the first female serial killing, killer in the United States. During the trial, Warnos asserted that she had been raped and assaulted by men, and she had killed in self-defense. Though not revealed in court, Richard Mallory, her first victim, had previously served a decade-long prison sentence for sexual assault. She stated that I lost my place again. (laughs) God, (laughs) sorry. She stated that her killing of the five other men had been in self-defense as well, uh, though she would later retract these statements.
1: Like oh, so everyone... it's was just him It was just like him. she was little bit Like she little
0: bit of she was like, of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a the psychologists who examined her claimed that she was legally sane. She understood the nature and consequences of her crimes. Thus, she was competent to face the charges. On January 27, 1992, a jury fe- a jury found Mournos guilty of first-degree murder for the Mallory case, and she received the death penalty. Over the subsequent months, Mournos pleaded guilty to the murders of the five other men whose murders she was charged with and received a death sentence for each plea. Outside of court, she later admitted to the killing of Peter Seams, whose body was never recovered. So spending 12 years on death row, she eventually fired her appeals lawyers who were working for a stay of execution. In 2001, she directly asked that her sentence be hurried. Sitting in abusive, inhumane living conditions was her reasoning. Warnos also claimed that her body was being attacked by a sonic weapon of some kind. So oh now boy. she's losing it. I mean, this is what happens when people go to jail or especially if they're in like solitary or something. They just lose their minds. Yeah, really. It's really sad. A court-appointed attorney. Raised... Mean,
1: it doesn't sound like she had. She was like, you know, I mean, she... it's really straight to begin with. No. So. <laughs> I mean, it sounds
0: like, you know, her whole life's been shit. a literal shit show. Yeah. A court-appointed attorney raised concern about Warnos's comments that suggested she was profoundly disconnected from reality. Her response, I'm, Her response was, I quote, I am so sick of hearing this she's crazy stuff. I've been evaluated so many times. I'm confident, sane, and I'm trying to tell the truth. I'm one who seriously hates human life and would kill again. So in 2002, Florida Governor Jeb Bush lifted a temporary stay of execution after three psychiatrists mm-hmm. deemed her mentally competent to understand the death penalty and the reasons for its implementation. A few days before execution, some psychologists had evaluated her. According to those psychologists and psychiatrists, Warnos was diagnosed with psychopathic personality.
1: Oh, sounds like it.
0: It's, yeah.
1: That's not surprising.
0: She also met the standard for borderline personality disorder. She declined her last meal. She just drank coffee and spent part of the eve of her execution reading the Bible and listening to a Jacksonville oldies radio station. She was executed at the age of 26 by lethal injection.
1: That's not right.
0: That can't be right because she was 30 in the other right. thing. Yeah. So she was, she was executed by lethal injection on October 9th, twenty twenty. I'm Um, twenty two thousand and two. I'm sorry. So let's see. That's totally not right. Um, she was born in nineteen. No, she was born in nineteen fifty six. That was the same year my first husband was born.
1: That's one year after my mom was born. So, oh my gosh, Lynn, how old is your ex Fifty
0: six. He's an old. He's old dirt. He old the dirt. <laughs> Um, 56 to 20, 2002. Do, do this again. <laughs> oh my God. We're so bad at math, y'all. So if it is...
1: Not 22, 2002. So that would make her 56, 66, 76,
0: 86, 96. That would make her 40. 46, not 26. Oh, stupid oh. people. Anyway, so she was 46. That must have been a typo on the page. It was not my typo. Mm-hmm. I, uh, it was their typo. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, her reported last words were, you ready for this, Rose? Mm -hmm. I'd just like to say, I'm sailing with the rock, and I'll be back like Independence Day with Jesus, June 6th, like the movie Big Mothership and all. I'll be back. All righty. <laughs> so I looked that up to see if it meant anything, right. like biblical or anything. No, nobody that's has any idea. Independence Day, the movie. Well, that's what somebody said. It was like the movie and the mothership and Independence yeah. Day. That's the only thing that. That's people, yeah. yeah.
1: She sounds like she had some issues
0: so she remains she was cremated and her remains were scattered by a tree in her hometown um by who i don't know i don't know um so the web sound
1: like anyone like loved her yeah
0: you know? I, I mean she had nobody yeah. lawlegum.com says she was nothing but a product of her violent social environment and due to her prolonged history of physical mental and emotional abuse her self-esteem was severely damaged when she was in prison she rarely showed any remorse for her crimes rather her behavior indicated that she was a victim of abuse so she should not suffer for killing her abusers her anger and frustration towards the society had made her a serial killer although warnos's father was diagnosed patient of schizophrenia she was not inherently a patient of any kinds of mental disorders which she was but not like i guess not a disorder per se right. psychopathy and personality disorders can develop at different phases of life childhood abuse or trauma toxic and family environment Sexual abuse and emotional abuse contribute to human personality development. Aileen was a rape and domestic violence survivor. When she was working as a prostitute, often she was seriously assaulted by men. All these traumatic experiences have shaped her personality. So I ask you, Rose, was she born a criminal or was she made a criminal? That was the question I asked before.
1: Made, for sure.
0: I feel like she was made one. I mean, she was – I feel like she she was born into such a shitty life that she didn't have a chance to do anything – Substantial there was with probably her life.
1: nothing good in her life ever.
0: I mean, think about it. What was good in her life? Right. I mean, her mother left her.
1: Her, her dad was he was child molester. Yeah, and it's
0: schizophrenic. Right. And he wasn't even in her life. Then his at grandfather. All. The grandfather was molesting her. Molesting her.
1: her. Her brother was molesting her.
0: Yeah. She and her brother having sex. It's the saddest. It's, you know, and obviously my heart goes out to her victims because they just quite literally were in the wrong place at the wrong time. And that makes me sad because it's really, I mean, it's awful for them. But it's
1: like if she could have gotten some help as a child. That's why, you know, they they try to place these children in with the family, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's. Sometimes it's like, don't do that. Yeah. You know? it's, it's. I it's not like, okay.
0: No, I feel like. It's not good. Well, didn't they just said, oh, her grandparents are raised, her grandparents are raised her. No, let's check out her grandparents. Right. You know, yeah. I mean.
1: And I'm sure back then they didn't at all.
0: No, it was just like family, boom, yeah, we got somebody. Because right. it's, you know, like the numbers, like they're just trying to get somebody, Correct. get a kid with somebody. Mm-hmm. So I do feel sorry for her. I feel very sorry for her victims. But I also feel like she had no chance growing up to have any kind of normal life. Yeah, so. she
1: would have never she was, anything. She would have.
0: Definitely falls calling. in the line of batshit crazy, but again, I think she was made a criminal and not born one. So, I agree.
1: so what would be your last meal?
0: My last meal? Oh shit, girl! I would have him bring it all. I would want that a fucking pound of butter,
1: especially if you've been in prison.
0: Oh my god! I'd be like, you bring years. me. I want lobster. I want lobster, and I want it all picked for me. I'm not picking that shit. Uh-uh. <laughs> you think no, they'd do that? I'm not. Yeah, I don't know. I guess you can get anything you want. Yeah. I would want crab. I want all kinds of. I like shrimp, scallop, crab. And lobster, all like broiled in butter with maybe some garlic. Because I don't, I don't love garlic because it, like I just taste it for a long time after I eat it. But yeah. if I'm gonna be dead, who cares? <laughs> Lots true. of garlic because I love <laughs> the way it tastes. And I would have like steak or some sort of I don't know. I don't know, some sort of, like, meat, and then I would have, like, butter. Just give me a pound of, like, lightly salted butter just so I can, like, spread it on every piece of bread and put more butter on everything. Yeah.
1: Because it doesn't matter. Rub it all over yourself.
0: I would rub it all over myself. I'd be, like, put a little bit behind my ears.
1: I would rub (laughs) it. I'd probably have, like, crab cake. I mean, not crab cake. Crab. What else would I have? Probably cookie dough. (laughs) Cookie dough. Yeah, I don't know what I'd have for
0: dessert. God, dessert would be a tough one because that's... But then you're like so – but the thing is too is you're getting ready to die, right? Like so. Who like, cares it doesn't if matter full? if you feel like shit. Right. You know when you eat all that like, stuff yeah. and you feel like shit because like I'll stop eating because I'll be like, oh, I really want more, but I can't because Plus I'll so feel sick.
1: stuff you'd, you'd be craving because you've been in jail for, you know, 40 years or whatever. Yeah.
0: Oh, hell yeah. Like real butter. Right. I mean they probably have like liquid butter in jail. Yeah. Like it's not real. Yeah. I'm not sure
1: I'd get butter, but
0: – Oh, I'd get butter. <laughs> yeah, I would.
1: <laughs> Some pasta. Some pasta.
0: Some pasta with butter and Fresh grated Parmesan Reggiano. Oh, that would be so good. Oh,
1: God. I would love what that. Kind of hungry Rose. Did you bring me any lunch dinner? I didn't. We just had pizza for dinner.
0: God, such a cop out. You're such a shitty mom.
1: Well, I had. Did so, you make it
0: from scratch? Yeah, I did. Did you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> My um, nephews were with me all weekend. My two nephews and their dog, their little golden doodle, Dan.
0: Little. He's ginormous, well, he's girl. Enormous. He's like, what is he, like 94 pounds or something? I don't know. he's
1: big. And. That's what um, she said. So I had five kids all weekend and I basically went from activity to activity, dropping everyone off. Six soccer games, wow. gymnastics. Yeah, it was it was I feel like I didn't even have a weekend. Do you know what I did this weekend? Probably something a lot more fun than that. I went to a winery all day Saturday. <laughs> and then I went <laughs> And
0: then I went home and John was here. My John and he cooked me dinner and we watched T V. Oh. And then I woke up Saturday Sunday morning to him washing the dishes from dinner and folded like like part of my laundry and I was like, oh, "You are a sexy man." <laughs> that was my weekend. Nice. It was much That's quieter great. than yours. <laughs>
1: well, you don't need to hear about your weekend anymore. Okay? Uh,
0: look, I I paid my dues, girl. <laughs> I, I paid my did. dues. I it's did. my turn.
1: So. <laughs> Yeah, so um, tonight I was like, I'm just going to. I knew I had to come record and I didn't want, you know, we had to get ready for Monday morning. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I didn't want a bunch of dishes and stuff. So I'm like, I'm just going to get pizza. And my sister was on her way home with her husband from South Carolina. So I just um, was like, why don't you guys just eat pizza when you get here? And that way you yeah. don't have to worry about that's getting so home. That's so nice and the kids of you. To I know. So I'm this the way is the they get home sister.
0: and they can just like unpack and yeah. relax and not worry about dinner because that's.
1: I know. I was thinking, like, that's the worst when you have to come home <laughs> and then think of something to cook for your kids oh, no. and everybody's and, You know, Andy, he and would have been like, let me make some uh, lobster pasta and <laughs> yeah, a little exactly. bit of,
0: like, uh... yeah, no. Because <laughs> he's, he's a chef and he's an amazing, well, he was a chef at one point in his life and he's such an amazing cook.
1: He is. So so we got some pizza. It's easy to clean up and get well, pl- on paper plates. Well,
0: that's nice. I did yeah. play soccer today, which I'm very much suffering from right now.
1: Yeah. Wait till tomorrow.
0: I know. I know. I know. Really I had a guy run into me straight into me. And I was like, I like kind of like put my hand in front of my body, I, I guess to block yeah. or whatever. And I felt my wrist crack. And I was like, Oh, no. <gasps> and I so knock on wood. Here, here's some wood. <laughs> knock on wood. I've never broken a bone in my body except a toe. Okay. Not in my life, I've never, a, I've never broken a body. I broke up. I've never broken a body. I've never broken a bone. So I was like, Oh, God, when I heard it crack, it hurt like heck for a second, so I just walked off the field. I didn't even, I didn't even care if the game was still playing. I just walked off the field. I'm like, I'm out. And so it definitely hurts a little bit now, but it. Ju- I think it was just like a crack, like you know when you crack your right. like yeah, a yeah, joint yeah. cracks, yeah. because I can move it all, all around everything. But I definitely like my elbows so that My whole arm is sore. So tomorrow, up, yeah, because yeah, he ran into me. Like he got a foul called on him. Oh really? He was running so hard, and he was I looking like over so his much. shoulder for the oh, ball. No. And he and I just and I I do this, which is really dumb, but it's. It definitely always benefits because I just stand there and while they're looking over their shoulder and then they plow into me and knock me down and then we get the foul call because yeah. I didn't. But I'm getting a little too old. To yeah, do really.
1: Because oh my god. Whenever I play soccer now, I um I'm so scared of getting hurt. Like I'm like I feel like I don't play as hard as I used to because I'm like I'm with you and well that because, if I get like a broken leg or something what what's gonna happen? Well, my toe.
0: It, that I hurt, I tore the ligament in my toe. And that has taken forever to heal. And it's still yeah. not totally healed. And I've just, like, come to the conclusion that it's never going to heal. And then you can't exercise. It's just. it's Yeah. yeah. And so I am I definitely hurt today. So we'll see about tomorrow. I'll let you know on Thursday. Or Rose will let you know if I'm not alive.
1: <laughs> yeah, if she died from her wrist hurting. So I think it's your turn. It's my turn. Are we going to take a little break real quick? Do you want to take a break? Yeah. Okay. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back, guys.
0: Be right back.
1: We're back. We're back.
0: I had to make another drink. Rose didn't want one.
1: No, I'm just having one drink tonight.
0: I know. It is it is late at night, and I'm I'm exhausted from playing soccer, so I decided I needed a second one.
1: <laughs> and I decided I only needed one. Plus, I already had a drink at home, so. I, I,
0: oh, well, I didn't have any earlier, so I also figured I would, you know, just diminish all the... The calories I burn playing soccer, I yeah, just drink them all right back up.
1: That's what that, that's what I did yesterday. I ran on the treadmill seven miles, which was my most ever on the treadmill.
0: Oh my god, you I didn't know. want to kill yourself? It's so. Boring. It actually wasn't that bad because so you I, use the program.
1: I have a yeah, I have a Peloton treadmill, and when I you can hide
0: money. <clears throat>
1: okay, what'd you say? <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and that the classes are amazing. So I did like a sixty-minute class, and then I did like an extra like twenty minutes. So what's that? And it was it wasn't that bad.
0: We we should probably tag Peloton in this. Maybe they I would. I love Peloton. Love to sponsor us. I have the us.
1: bike and the treadmill.
0: If they sponsor us, then I can get at least the bike. I don't think I would use a treadmill for anything but drying clothes. Really? But the bike, yeah, I, think I you hate would. a treadmill. You, I hate a treadmill. You
1: wouldn't hate this treadmill. You can do walks. You can do hikes.
0: I know, but the thing about me is, I need to get out and walk with my dog. So no, this is better. You no, know, that's true.
1: Just put, Pe- put Penelope Penel- Penel- on, on the, the treadmill. treadmill
0: with me. <laughs> put her in a little front carrier and carry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she would have enjoyed That's that. That's
0: the other thing you guys are going to miss. Penelope's little bark's in the background because I left her home. Oh. She's probably sitting. I know. Not probably. She's sitting in the window, looking out the window, just waiting for me. So when I pull at up,
1: everything. Her little
0: ears are really like,
1: <gasps> and she's nothing. home. Oh, my God. She's home. So. A little spaz. She is a little she's a nut chop. Today, um, my nephew, Evan, asked me who my favorite dog was. And I said, Dan, their dog that we were babysitting. What? And Chris from the other room goes, oh, Wait till Lynn hears this. <laughs> <laughs> How can you not say that I your favorite?
0: She, she bit Dave again like three times because he's play, tried to play with her and be nice to her and I think she remembers the last time he took her treats away and she just kept biting him. I was looking watching from the he was on the sidelines oh, with that's her. so funny. Dave is a guy we play soccer with. And he had teased her a couple weeks ago and was, like, taking her treats and trying to, like, play rough with her. And she just bit him and drew blood. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> She'd never done that before. But she was like, don't take my treats, dude. She's a little
1: killer. I she, had a dream that Penelope ripped my face off. Yeah.
0: She is She is quite violent. Not. She's, like, six pounds. No, she's seven pounds.
1: Oh, sorry. Yeah. She's <laughs> gained some weight. <laughs> All those carrots. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Rose, okay. who you got for us, Rose? Who you got for us? Who you got? Who you got? You're not gonna you like got... this story, so oh, no. buckle up. Oh no. Buckle up, bitch. You ready? I'm ready. All right. As I as as I can be. You're stuck in this room with me, so you don't mm-hmm. have to listen.
0: This room's like, I don't know, four by eight. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not even. It's probably three by eight.
1: <laughs> all right. By all appearances, Diane Diane Frederick Frederickson. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> It's not, not starting off well here. Has, had the perfect childhood. Her parents, Wes and Willadine Frederickson, were upstanding conservatives, and Diane was a pretty little girl. Sadly, all of that came crashing down when Diane turned 12 and her father began molesting her. Oh, Jesus Christ, Rose. <laughs> Sorry, all. that's I'm not done. funny at all. I'm leaving. <laughs> Bye. I knew, Bye. I knew you were going to hate that. <laughs> oh... As a freshman at Moon Valley High School, Di- Diane dressed like a grown woman and dated older boys. It was there that she met Stephen Downs and the tune Soon... The tune.
0: <laughs> <laughs> PSA, Rose is drunk. Rose is currently drunk.
1: I swear I'm not. I'm just very tired. <laughs> no, it's been a long weekend. And the Two soon became inseparable.
0: I don't even remember who she met now. You have to back up.
1: (laughs) <laughs> she met Stephen Downs at her oh, okay. high school.
0: Okay, at high school. Okay.
1: And they became inseparable. Inseparable. So after graduation, they both went their separate ways. When Diane enrolled at Pacific Coast Baptist Bible College in Orange, California.
0: Mistake number 1.
1: And Steve, yes. enlisted in the Navy. After 1 year at the Bible College, Diane was expelled for promiscuous behavior. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Lynn would be if she went to so a Bible I'm so proud of her. College. Fuck yeah. Do it, girl. Steve Do Stephen and it. Diane soon reunited and got married on November 13th, 1973. Almost immediately, however, their relationship began to suffer privately. The couple regularly argued about financial issues and fought over alleged infidelities. It was into this tense atmosphere that Christy, Cheryl Lynn, and Stephen Daniel, Danny, were born in 1974, 1976, and
0: 1979. Wow. Right, so. Well, clearly they were getting along somewhat.
1: Yeah, they had sex at least three times.
0: At least three.
1: Diane was far from a good mother. Wait, is that how you get pregnant? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Phew. It's from kissing boys.
0: Oh, I thought it was from washing your underwear together, but it's Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Diane was far from a good mother and was described by one of her friends as an unfit parent who put everything before her children and was especially cruel to Cheryl. Aww. That's the middle child.
0: Of course. Always the middle child. Always gets
1: the shit. Always. Are you the middle child? Yes. Charlotte's the middle child, and I feel like she gets... Cause she's like you. She has like ADHD, I think. Uh, Rose, and you guys are one, dare you? one day apart in your birthdays. I
0: know. It's like so well, spawned July, a spawned little in. July babies, like early July. Yeah, we we have a lot. We have a big personality. Yes, big personalities. She does.
1: Yeah. Very very dramatic. <laughs> that
0: one. Thank God I'm not like that. Yeah,
1: (laughs) not at all. (laughs) Cheryl once told a neighbor that she was afraid of her mother. Diane became increasingly negligent of her kids, and she often left them with her parents without much notice, seemingly indifferent, and more interested in the affection of other men. So she was, you know, cheating on her husband. Casey didn't understand that. Her children were often seen unkempt and appeared malnourished, and she would (laughs) routinely leave Christy in charge of the other two kids when she was just six years old. Oh, my
0: God. Right. Oh, my heavens to Betsy. That's like
1: Charlotte watching, like, Lily and a baby. Oh, my God. two. So. <laughs> Come home to the house.
0: Oh, my God. Could you imagine what the house would look like? That's like leaving Lily. Would be, Lily, Lily. How old's Lily? Two? Mm-hmm. She would be cleaning with wipes the whole time.
1: <laughs> she would. That's her favorite thing. And biting people. Her, <laughs> other favorite thing.
0: Me too, girl. Me too. <laughs>
1: When Danny was born, arguments over infidelities had become so intense that Steve became convinced that Danny wasn't his biological son, and he divorced Diane in April 1983. Diane Downs moved to Springfield, Oregon, and got a job as a postal worker. Why does that sound familiar? Because she's not notorious.
0: (laughs) Okay, she's
1: not a nice person. I
0: feel like I read a book about her. Oh, really? I think I did. Honestly, go ahead. I I think I did. How to read? (laughs) I don't tell anybody. I pretend like I can't.
1: <laughs> after her divorce, she tried to become a surrogate but failed her psychiatric test twice. So oh, yeah. I wanted
0: to do that, you know.
1: Did you fail your psychiatric
0: test? <laughs> I didn't get that far. <laughs> I probably would have. No, but they like when after I got divorced, I was like, Oh my god, there's I it's like twenty grand or something. This was like a long time ago. Yeah. But I was, I was like 32. Was that too old? Thirty. I don't remember. I was 35. I don't remember how old I was. And yeah, they want you to be like, or I think I was like 36 and they want you to be thirty under 32. Oh, right.
1: Because you're geriatric at 35? Yeah. I hated being pregnant all three times. So I would never do that. Oh my I God. I how much loved
0: you being pregnant. Did you? Yeah, I did. Oh. I mean, I had some weird stuff happen with every pregnancy. Very strange things, but I love being pregnant. I hated I it. I loved it. I hated it.
1: Every second of That's it. It's because
0: you're a bitch. Oh, did that? Oh, I didn't mean to say that out loud. Sorry. I took it back.
1: I don't know. I just hated the way I no, felt. I hated I, not having my body to myself. I was, hated not being able to exercise like I wanted to. There
0: were so many people that just have different... I mean, I just never had morning sickness. Oh. I never, I never had anything like that. I was like, the stuff I had was toward the end. And it was at that point, you're miserable anyway. So it didn't yeah. matter. But I I definitely had like really healthy pregnancies. And so I didn't have like the morning sickness, I think probably would have turned me.
1: I had Joseph when I was 21 and I that pregnancy was super easy. Mm-hmm. If they were all like that, it would have been fine. Yeah. But then I had Charlotte at 31. Yeah, you're old. And I don't know if it was because I was old or if it was because she was a girl. But I was did not feel great. And then Lily, I was like, sick. oh, my God, my nausea was awful.
0: I never had nausea with any of my pregnancies. None. Whatever. You're a bitch.
1: I am a bitch, though. So so, uh, that's why
0: I just got fat as hell. (laughs) (laughs) I also
1: did that. (laughs) Because I could only eat to make it make me feel better. Oh, yeah. I wasn't one of those like throwing up all the time. I just felt nauseous all the time. So I just ate and ate and ate and ate and bloomed up. And here we are. Anyway, on May 19th, 1983, Diane Downs runs into Mackenzie Willamette Hospital, claiming that she was carjacked on a rural road in Springfield, Oregon, by a bushy-haired stranger who shot her and her three children. <gasps> when the medical staff went out to her car, they saw that there was blood splatter all over her car. Cheryl, her six-year-old, was dead. Three-year-old Danny was paralyzed from the waist down, and eight-year-old Christy suffered a stroke that impaired her speech. Authorities initially believed Diane, but their suspicions heightened when Diane went to see Christy for for the first time. Christy was unable to speak, but when her mother walked into the room, her eyes glazed over with fear and her heart rate Aww. jumped dramatically and the little girl looked panicked. <gasps> oh, no. They also found out that she had called Robert Knickerbocker, Knickerbocker. Nick- um, Nicker Knickerbocker Knickerbocker Don't you know she had a cool name like that? Knickerbocker Knickerbocker, <laughs> Knickerbocker. <laughs> A former co-worker immediately after arriving at the hospital What? When- She's
0: called some random dude she worked with after right. she got to the hospital.
1: Yeah. so immediately like
0: Oh, Jesus, thought, she was bumping her, uglies with him. There's,
1: so, yeah, right. So Christy ew. goes into surgery. They have to, like, work. They, they thought she was dead. They thought they didn't think they were going to be able to revive oh her. So they do revive her. And so she's in, she's in surgery, and Danny's in surgery, and she goes and calls this random dude instead of her ex-husband, the father. So Christy eventually regains her speech and tells them what really happened. Oh, yes, girl. When asked who shot her, the girl simply replied... My mom, Diane Downs, drove her children down Old Mohawk Road, just outside of town, pulled over to the side of the road, and shot each of her kids with a 22-caliber pistol. Oh my God! After shooting herself in the left forearm, she drove to the hospital. Oh my God! At- what a
0: what? On the left forearm. Oh, she I just have
1: shot it in her. Scrolled way too far. Oh my God! You said skirt him what? <laughs> <laughs> She drove to the hospital at five miles per hour. It appeared that Christy was dead when she arrived at the hospital, but amazingly, doctors were able to save her. When the doctor went to tell Diane, her reaction was very suspicious. Not one tear, he said. You know, she just asked, how is she doing? Not one emotional reaction. She said things to me like, boy, this has really spoiled my vacation and (gasps) that really ruined my new car. I got blood all over the back of it. Oh, you shouldn't have shot your kid, you dumb bitch. Seriously? He says he knew within 30 minutes of talking with her that she was guilty. Oh, my God. Want to Can you her. imagine your children get shot and saying that? Like,
0: like, there's nothing, there's nothing in my brain that makes that'll ever make me understand this. Right. I did read this book. I read the book about her. Did you really? I absolutely did. And there's nothing in my brain that makes me understand this. It's so
1: disgusting. It's like Susan Smith, same thing. Right. That can't understand you know, that. Yeah. Like, can't comprehend. Yeah.
0: Total nut job. Batshit crazy.
1: Right. This she is crazy. That shit. The forensic evidence did not match her story. There was no blood on the driver's side of the car, nor was there was oh my gosh, I cannot
0: speak. You can do it. Rose. I have faith in you. I have faith in you. Hang on, let me say a prayer.
1: Thank you, thank you.
0: Praise Jesus mm-hmm. the Lord will do, Lord, Lordy Rose.
1: <laughs> nor was there any gunpowder residue on the driver's panel. Diane lied and said she didn't own a gun, but both her ex-husband and Knickerbock Knickerbocker. Knickerbocker. I can't get over that name. <laughs> Said she did own a gun. They discovered that she had purchased a twenty two caliber handgun in Arizona and although they were unable to find an actual weapon, they found unfired casings in her home with extractor markings from the same gun that shot her children. I have no idea what that means. Okay, so I think, and
0: I, I'm sure we're going to get a flood of people that respond to this. <laughs> Probably not. but
1: <laughs> I think
0: once you put the bullet in the gun, it puts Marks on the bullet, like it scores it or something. All right. So, so if if you're a gun expert, you know who might you know who might tell me Delhi, my friend Delhi. He'll let me know the Delhi Lama. No (laughs) (laughs) Delhi. (laughs) <laughs> Delia, let me know. He used to be a police officer and he'll let me know. But I, I think that that's I think that once a bullet is in a gun, it marks it somehow like a certain each gun has a certain okay. marking. I do so, not know that. Yeah. I
1: thought it had to be shot to do that.
0: I don't know. I mean, maybe. But no, but and not if they it's maybe not. I don't know.
1: Delia, let me know. Delhi llama, let her
0: know. Delia, llama.
1: <laughs> He's going to be like, you're a bitch. <laughs> I'm sure he, he's never heard that. He's before.
0: so nice. He actually um, messaged me today and asked me that he listened to our um trailer and he was so excited. He was like, "Let me know what I can do. I can do merch maybe for you guys or whatever." He's so Who is sweet. Delhi, um I met him through Kathy and Vinny. So oh, Vinny that was, guy. yeah, that, yeah, and I trying... told you all about him and, okay. I, and we're just like BFFs and we just chit chat all the time and and he's got the greatest little girl. And so, yeah, I was like – so he was like, let me know how I can help. He's just super sweet like that. So
1: I take yeah. it back, Deli. You're not yeah. a llama. <laughs> take <right>. it back, Take it back. I'll cut all of that. <laughs> Unless I get lazy.
0: Yeah, I'd be lazy. <laughs> he has a good sense of humor. He'll love it. Oh, good. He'll be like, oh, my God, they talked about me. Now I'm famous. <laughs>
1: Not three other people. There are
0: three followers.
1: (laughs) Uh, All right. (laughs) Police also found her diary, which was filled with references to Knickerbocker and his hesitant... Oh, my God. What is wrong with me? I don't know. I'm getting ready ready to throw some
0: limes at you or something.
1: His hesitant... Hesitant...
0: Can you get it out before... Because I'm trying to take a sip of my drink and I can't do it while while you're talking like a toddler.
1: He's hesitant Can you say that word for me?
0: Hesitance. Hesitancy.
1: Hesitancy. Hesitancy about the relationship. Hesitancy. 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 Hesit- <laughs> Hesitancy. Hes-a-p-y. All right, we're going to skip over that part. <laughs> <laughs> Cut for Knickerbocker, who was married. Who was married? Diane Downs' children were the equivalent of too many strings attached. <gasps>
0: Just it, like Susan Smith.
1: Oh, was that what her thing was, that, too? Yep.
0: She was dating a guy that didn't want kids.
1: Fucking pit so, whores. So you move on, bitch. I fucking hate that so much. You know what? When I was dating a guy when I had a kid and he didn't like – he was like hesitant about like, oh, I don't know if I want to date somebody with a kid. You kicked him in the nuts. Yeah. I was like, well, good. Bye. We're not going to date. Like, oh, bye-bye. Yeah, <laughs> that's like you choking your chicken a little bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> don't call me. He told her that he had no interest in being being a baby daddy or being – sorry, being a daddy. <laughs>
0: Oh my god! I can't with you.
1: I, I mean, I, I, did you smoke weed before you came? Like you said, you had one drink, but I'm, I'm like, well,
0: I, 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 got through mine pretty okay. It is
1: almost eight thirty, and I'm well. It's almost my it's bedtime because you keep fucking up. I know. <laughs> All right, let me do that over. He told her that he had no interest in being a daddy and ended the affair. When police contacted him, he reported that she had stalked him and seemed willing to kill his wife if that meant she could have him to oh herself. Oh my god. So she's very sane. She was arrested nine months after the shooting on February 28, 1984. During her trial, prosecutors argued that Diane shot her children to be free of them so she could continue her affair with Knickerbocker. Her surviving daughter, Christy, who was nine at the time of the trial, described how her mother shot all three children and then shot herself in the arm while on the side of the road. Multiple witnesses testified that they saw Diane driving five miles per hour to the hospital when she had claimed to have raced to the hospital. As as fast as she could. Oh my God,
0: I want to punch her right in the throat.
1: Diane was found guilty on all charges on June 17th, 1984, and sentenced to life in prison plus 50 years.
0: That's when my sister graduated from high
1: school. This is really sweet. Fred. Hugie, one of the prosecutors on the case, and his wife adopted Christy and Danny after the trial in 1984. Wait. Isn't that sweet? Wait. One of the kids didn't make it? Yeah. Cheryl died. The one she didn't like. Oh. Which isn't surprising. Because she she didn't didn't die right away, though. No. Cheryl died in the car. Oh, okay. And then Christy is the one that they had to work on for a while. But
0: you know what? And I, I... I don't want any kids to die, but my God, living with that. Oh my. And so the prosecutor, yep, yeah, uh, adopted them. What a freaking amazing... That's just amazing. I know.
1: Psychiatrist diagnosed Diane with narcissistic, histrion- histrionic... Have you ever heard of that? No. And antisocial personality disorders. Never heard of that. I don't know what it means. I should have looked it up. I think you're up. probably
0: pronouncing it wrong. I'm not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just fucking with it.
1: I just looked it over again. I'm like, wait. <laughs> no, no, no. History. Wouldn't be surprising.
0: I would just say a history of...
1: Prior to her arrest and trial, Di- Diane became pregnant with a fourth child and gave birth a month after her 1984 trial to a girl she named Amy. Ten days before her sentencing, the baby was seized by the state of Oregon and adopted soon after. Thank God, Amy didn't have anything to do with her. She was renamed Rebecca Becky Babcock. Why would they give us that information? Because she comes back. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I thought the same thing when I read it. I was like, oh. But we you know don't what? The fact that. that she
0: didn't, yeah,
1: have anything to do with. I feel like it.
0: she's the only one that has a chance. Yeah. Somewhat of a normal life. Right.
1: So Downs escaped from the Oregon Women's Correctional Center. What? Of the Oregon Department of Correctional. Wait, let me guess. For a man? No. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong
0: I have me? no idea. No idea. I feel
1: like my mouth is like really dry. I mean, I'm drinking. Do you want tobacco? <laughs> I <laughs> have I'm drinking water and a mule. I
0: can't talk anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Oregon Department of Corrections on July eleventh, nineteen eighty-seven, and was recaptured in Salem, Oregon, on July twenty-first. So she had ten days out. She received a five-year sentence for her her escape. You would think that would be more, like if you're yeah, like well, they
0: were added five years to her sentence, but I feel like it should be a lot more. But I guess
1: if she's already in there for. Life. It doesn't matter.
0: Well, let me guess. She got impregnated again while she was out. I don't think so. But... Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, am I right?"
1: <laughs> well, in prison, that Downs has escaped. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ!
0: What? Is I'm you... praying. <laughs> People, I'm praying right now.
1: Well, in prison, Downs earned an associate's college degree in general studies. As of 2010, she is located in the Valley State Prison for Women. Author Anne Rule wrote the book "Small Sacrifices" in yeah. 1987. That must have been the book. That's you read. the one I read. Okay. Small
0: Sacrifices, yeah. Detailing the life Ugh, of Downs, so awful. a
1: made-for-TV movie called "Small Sacrifices," starring Farrah Fawcett, yep. was released in 1989. Did you
0: see that too? Yeah, I I can't remember if I read the book first or watched the movie first. But was I it? definitely did, re- you do it did in both. 1989
1: yeah, when 1989.
0: I was born, 1989. It was a year after Chris was born, so I was like, like stuck at home because we only had one car, and my ex husband left me home alone all the time. So I'm sure that was it. Yeah, I'm sure like I was stuck at home. All
1: just... you did was watch movies.
0: all No, day? I, I wouldn't say I was stuck at home. I was like, I, it was just me and Chris, and we were in the house all the time. And my ex husband would like go on hunting trips and just leave us there all the time with no heat in the house either. By the way, anyway, <laughs> we'll talk about that later.
1: Talk about that in therapy tomorrow. Yeah.
0: No doubt. (laughs) Tuesday, not tomorrow.
1: (laughs) Diane's last child, born shortly after her trial concluded, appeared on the Oprah Winfrey show on October 22nd, 2010. Oh, shit. In her.
0: That's when Oprah did. That's when Oprah did weird stuff. She didn't do like, no, 2010, though.
1: Yeah. Because I feel like
0: Oprah that went that's through her, a
1: normal op- Oprah show.
0: But I feel like she did stuff more like Phil Donahue and Oprah and they did all kind of like weird stuff like that. But then I feel like she stepped out of that and did like only like really like why would she have someone like her on her show? I was raising five kids. I didn't have time to yeah, watch exactly.
1: fucking TV. <laughs> <laughs> I was like a teenager. So yeah, that's all I was yeah. doing. <laughs> yeah. In her first application for parole in 2008, Downs reaffirmed her innocence. Over the years, she said, I have told you and the rest of the world that oh. a man shot me and my children. I have never changed my story. She's innocent Lynn. Lying bitch. She's a bitch. loving mother. Her first parole hearing was on December 9th, 2008. Lane County District Attorney Douglas Harklerod. Harklerod. Sounded out, Rose. <laughs> I just did. Harklerod wrote to the parole board. Downs continues to fail to demonstrate any honest insight into her criminal behavior. Even after her convictions, she continues to fabricate new versions of events under which the crimes occurred. Yeah. So she's just making shit up.
0: When your story changes, you're screwed. Right. That's all. I mean, exactly. you can't keep changing your story and be like, oh, yeah. It, it, oh, yeah. I forgot. This happened. Right. No. Yeah. I don't oh, think so. it actually so. happened mm, this way. That's a hard no. Yeah.
1: Uh, Bye-bye. Uh, Bye-bye. Uh, Bye-bye. Uh, Bye-bye. And a bye. Christy and Danny are both doing well and had a happy life with their adoptive parents. Aww. Christy is married with children, and Danny has kept his life private. When Becky was on Oprah, she told Oprah that she found out about her mom as a teenager and kind of spiraled. Aww. She started drinking and was homeless at one point. She had to give up one of her children for adoption. Wait, Becky? I'm sorry. Becky's the third child. The, the, the one that was born child.
0: right when she went right. to jail. Yeah. Okay. She
1: Aww. was the one on Oprah. That's so sad. She gave up like one of her. The
0: identity thing, yeah. like a crisis. Yeah, that's so sad.
1: And she struggled for for years because you know there are just a lot of feelings but she eventually went to therapy and got her life together and she says she's in a good place now she doesn't have a relationship with her siblings because they weren't really interested and she's okay with that so she had contacted them and they were they you know responded nicely but they weren't interested in like i
0: mean the trauma that they've gone through i just don't know that they want to. i i don't know I, I have to respect anything that they say or do because you know they've probably been in like lifelong therapy oh for and sure and so like to get back into it and then and they and she would want to be, I mean, I feel like she would be like, So, what was mom like? And what was, she, you know? Right, what I mean? right. And they probably don't want to dig that back uh-huh. up. And I can't blame them. Totally.
1: And the trauma they probably went through before she even shot them. Oh,
0: yeah, because they because, were like starving and right. stuff. Right. I'm sure you know, she no.
1: was super abusive. I mean, it's really sad because just like your lady, Eileen, she was. Abused by her father. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and that's no. But or she says she was. I I don't know. No, but I mean. But the thing is, is too, is that she, she didn't.
0: Eileen didn't have any kids. Right. Like. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if she ever got pregnant and terminated the pregnancy. I But she couldn't rate. Well, she, I don't. Well, let me back up. She did have a kid that was given up for adoption. Oh, okay. So, but that kid had a chance of a life, yeah. right? So I feel like there's, I mean, whatever she did to not, I mean, she was a prostitute, so I can't imagine she never got pregnant again, but if she did, she did something about it, and I feel like, why would you bring a kid into that world? That's, I mean, you I can't mean, it could not bring have been children something into this, like
1: that kind of world. It could have been something like she thought, like she was trying to have this perfect life, you know what I mean? After yeah. having this horrible life growing up.
0: I just feel like, but, I don't know. know, I just, I just feel, oh God, I just. I feel like those kids had, the fact that they got a Adopted by the prosecutor, and that they were like loved, and yeah, and I'm sure there was like I'm sure it wasn't an easy situation. I'm sure it was like a hell of a transition oh, I'm sure, for them. Yeah,
1: I mean the boy Danny was paralyzed from the waist down. Oh my god! So for and, then forever, had, and, and then she had and then she had some speech impairments. Yeah,
0: no. So and then to know as you're growing up that's from your mother.
1: Right. It's not just because you were born that way. yeah. And And they remembered it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Because she was eight. So she remembers her mom shooting her. I mean. Oh, my God. The terror. I can't even imagine it. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. If you feel that way about your children, just give them up. Like, it's
0: like yeah. Here, dr- leave him at a, a freaking. There's like all those things now where you can just like leave him at a fire station. You can leave him at a church or whatever. Right. You and like, and that's like traumatic for a kid, but it's much less traumatic than being shot. Right. Exactly. Oh my god. Yeah. I, ugh. Fucking this story. People. This is a tragic story. I definitely remember yeah. this.
1: She's. I'm, I'm glad she's locked up. Yeah. And me she's too. never admi- admitted to it, even. Oh, she's gonna yeah. keep
0: like she's in it. She's like narcissist, so she believes that what she, she like has this story in her mind, and she believes it. And she's yeah. like gonna keep like pushing forward. Oh, this na- I did not do this. Yeah, she's a narcissist. She learns yeah, her right. own lies. Yeah. yeah.
1: So. Oh, God, right. that's too. Fuck am I to sleep women. now?
0: This is why I don't like doing this late at night because now I gotta go home and think about it. I don't know. Do ten shots so I can sleep. <laughs> <this>. <laughs> Just kidding. I won't do ten shots. I'll do nine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, Lynn. So
0: next week we'll be back, or next week let's see Thursday we'll do our next episode. We'll and We'll be we're doing going
1: a, live on Thursday. Thursday this week, you guys. We're very. We excited. really, really,
0: really want you to share our podcast with everybody you know because we need to have like a million followers by a month from today. Okay,
1: that's not too much to ask. That's not too much to ask. Just a million.
0: If you love us, which I'm sure you all do, you'll do it. Duh. <laughs>
1: So like us, love us, rate us.
0: Take us as we are.
1: <laughs> <laughs> rate us
0: okay, rate so, us with five stars. Yeah, five if you stars. don't like us, just don't rate us. And just move listen. along. Yeah, just just, just listen, listen to, to another podcast. Else. Yeah. Just listen um, to something else that's more
1: boring. Leave a leave a comment.
0: A comment, on yes. Apple What's the comment this week that we want people to leave on Apple um, Podcasts? So, two weeks ago is your bra size or jock strap size. Last week was it?
1: What was it? That was last week. What was it last week?
0: So, this week we want you to tell us how old you were when you first. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Rose's eyes got really big.
0: <laughs> oh, when you were when you first French kissed. That's what I want. If, if you haven't liked us and commented, on whatever platform. Just comment how old you were when you first French kissed. Inquiring minds want to know.
1: And follow us on No Ordinary Women Pod on, on the gram.
0: On on the gram and, and on, on Facebook. Facebook. And
1: then on the on the little blue
0: bird, you can follow us on as I'm sorry, it's a little bit different. It's no ordinary ord women pod so at n-o-o-r-d-w-o-m-e-n-p-o-d okay and tweet us follow us like us love us or until thursday guys
1: later love you Bye. bye